Well, Karl Barth, a famed, famous theologian, he once said, what's the, he was once asked, what is the greatest thought that you've ever had? And so people are expecting all these just amazing, amazing thoughts. And he said a very profound, amazing thought. He said, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. We know that Jesus loves us. And the, the Bible is full of how Jesus loves us. The Father, the Spirit, they, they are showing their love for mankind. And we've been asking this question, are we living like we believe it? Are we living like we believe that... Today we're going to be looking at that God loves us and God wants us in a relationship with Him. God wants us to not just accept His love, but to give it away and, and share it with others. And we've looked at how Jesus loved us so much that He came and He died in our place. And that's how we looked at last week, how we, how we are in need because of the destruction of, his, of sin. We, we are in need of saving. And we have this free gift that we have a chance to accept, and unfortunately not everyone does. And we can accept this gift by trusting in Jesus completely. And, you know, this gift is not deserved, it's not earned, but it's a given gift. And when we accept that gift of salvation, God reconciles us to Him. And we are restored in this relationship. Bringing, he brings us new life. And this life is not just for right now, and it's not just for later, but it's, it's both. He gives us new life for now on this, on this short time we're on earth, however short that is. But He gives us that life that's going to be for all of eternity. And compared to this life, even if it's a hundred years or so, even if it's short, it's very short. Life for eternity is, is uncomparable. And so how we live this life is with Jesus, and it's going to show we are going to see more in our relationship with Jesus as we grow in Him. And we are going to keep learning and growing in our love. And it's throughout our earthly life, but then when we have heavenly bodies and we are with Jesus forever, it's going to, this, this life is showing us, it's getting us ready for all of eternity. Keeping our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So today we're going to be looking specifically at what does it mean that we live like we believe it with love. Now God is love. We sang about that. We know God is love. And, and throughout Scripture, we can find hundreds and hundreds of passages about love. Maybe even thousands. But we're not going to look at all those today. You might, you might think we are, <laughs> but we're not. But I encourage you to be opening your Bible, to be looking at how God loves us. And then, because God loves us, how do we respond in love? How do we respond to other believers? How do we respond to this world? So we're going to be looking at, you know, during this series, we're looking at different things that we believe. And we're going a lot today to the confession of faith in a Mennonite perspective. What we believe from the 1995 confession of faith. And we're looking specifically at Article 9 today, 
And it's, and it's entitled The Church of Jesus Christ. And if we are in the body of Christ, if we are accepting the gift of salvation, then we have fellowship with each other. We experience God's love together as family. So it says this in Article 9, it says, We believe that the church is the assembly of those who have been accepted, who accepted God's offer of salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. So we gather as an assembly. You know, as we worship, hopefully this is not the, the only time we worship in the week, but this might be the only time we worship together. Probably is the only time we're worshiping in, in a bigger setting. But it's important that we are worshiping all through the week, all through the day. We are worshiping the Lord. And then when we gather together, this is a way that we can encourage each other. We can strengthen each other. We can share in God's love with each other. It also says the church is the new community of disciples sent into the world to proclaim the reign of God and to provide a foretaste of the church's glorious hope. And so, yes, we, are, we have a mission, and we're going to be looking at that in a couple weeks. What is, what is our mission as a church? You know, he says here to proclaim the, the reign of God and give this foretaste of what hope is, what, what Christ's hope is all about. You know, today, this, this first idea we're going to look at is because we believe of God's love, believers participate in fellowship, experiencing the love of God's family. We, we participate together as we worship. We participate together as we live. Throughout the week, we are worshiping, worshiping the Lord. But when we are in the body of Christ, we don't just worship the Lord once. We don't just worship the Lord once a week. We help each other. We love each other. We are in a family. Families are not perfect. I know it's hard to believe sometimes. But families are not perfect. And neither is God's family. Now, God is perfect, but God's family is not perfect. And in the body of Christ, in the family of Christ, we are brothers and sisters. But it doesn't mean we always get along. It doesn't mean we always are kind to each other. It doesn't mean we're always showing love to each other. But we should be. <laughs> we should be. And just like when there's discord at home and as a parent, you want reconciliation. You want the kids to be right with each other or right with the parents. And in the family of God, the same thing is true. We, we want reconciliation. We want to experience the love of God and through His people and, fam and family. It's, it says again in this Confession of Faith that the church is the household or the family of God. Committed to one another is, showing, is shown in love, loving one another as God loves. In sharing material and spiritual resources and exercising mutual care and discipline and showing hospitality to all. And it says the church welcomes all people who join themselves to Christ to become part of the family of God. So everyone that is chosen Jesus, chosen to be accepting 
Jesus' free gift of salvation, we become family. We become this, this family where, where then we share together. We worship together. We are hospitable to all. It says, you know, as family, in the Bible it talks a lot about family, and the family of God, that we have, to, we have different parts. And we are working, some are doing this, these giftings, and some are doing this, and we shouldn't be comparing, why is, why is this person better at this, and why is this person better at that? No, it's just God gives us gifts. God gives us different talents and abilities to do different things, and we can work together for the glory of God, experiencing the love of God and His family. Now, my question is, do we believe this? Do we believe this? Are we living like we believe that we are in God's family and that God is love? And throughout Scripture, we know His love. You know, I want to, I want to ask you to open to Ephesians chapter 3. And we're going to see a, a prayer from the Apostle Paul to a family of believers in Ephesus. So this is in the New Testament. Paul is actually in chains. He's in jail. And he's writing this letter. And there's a lot of things he says in this letter. But we're just going to look at a couple things right here. In Ephesians 3, uh, he's writing this, he's, he has this prayer for the Ephesians. And he says in verse 16, he says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So Paul is, is praying this to the, to the believers, to this family of believers, that, that they, would ex, they would first of all experience God's love and, and, and not just know about God's love, but they would they'd really experience how great His love is. And that we would, as a, as a church, we'd be established in love. And we'd have power working together to give Him glory, to, to show other people who God is. There's a, a video clip I want to show you that is uh, from, on Right Now Media. It's more, more for the kids, but this is for everyone too. So let's check it out. Okay, what is God's big plan? Reconciliation. Putting broken relationships back together. Turning enemies into friends. Okay, what is God's big plan? Reconciliation. Putting broken relationships back together. Turning enemies into friends. Right, and how do you do that? It's a word Paul just used about ten times. Huh? No, not the. A slightly longer word that Paul just used a bunch. Love! That's it. Love is how you put relationships back together. But what kind of love? 
the mushy-gushy feeling that comes and goes? Oh, we learned about this in 1 John. Love in the Bible isn't a feeling, it's a choice. Right. It's putting others first, making others more important. And what's the ultimate example of this kind of love, of the Bible kind of love? Jesus! He gave up his life so that we could have life, the forever kind of life with God. He made us more important than anything. Right. That's really big love. As big as an ocean. Or a mountain. Or a mountain in an ocean. Good work, guys. There's only one thing that can fix broken relationships, that can fix the whole world. Love. But all on our own, we can't love big enough for that. We just don't have that much love in us. And that's where God's power comes in? Exactly. Paul is praying that we will know the love of Christ, this supernatural love. And he doesn't mean know about Christ's love. He means know it like you know your best friend. Experience it, feel it, be filled with it. This is something Paul can't give the Ephesians all by himself. So he's praying that God will help them know this love. It's something only God can do. Only God can show us his love. Uh, Yes, thank you. For the world to be reconciled to God, enemies turned into friends, the world needs to see God's supernatural love in us, the church. We need to be reconciled to each other all over the world, Christians living in love. And what does that look like exactly? This global love fest. That is what we're going to learn about next time. See you then. By the way, if there's, if you know of kids or grandkids that need some good um, resources, good biblical um, resources, Right Now Media is a free resource for you. If you don't know how to, to get onto it, talk to me. Uh, talk to somebody in leadership here. We can help you figure that out. Um, anyways, this is Phil Vischer, and he is, is giving this ex- explanation, really, in, a, in kids' language. But what is love? What is biblical love? Because we hear often what love is through the world, and that's not what Jesus is talking about, that kind of love. Because there, there's a lot of different ways in the Bible that love is expressed. The love is actually used in different words, where in our English language we usually just talk about love in lots of different ways, but with one uh, word. But here he says, Phil Vischer was saying that love is is putting others first. It's making others more important than ourselves. And how can love fix everything? It's not not on our own doing. It's, It's with Jesus. It's with His love. And so we're going to look at this next part of it says that we believe that the church is the body of Christ and it is called to become ever more like Jesus Christ its head in its worship in ministry in witness in mutual love and care and in ordering of its common life there's there's lots of ways here that we can see that that we as the body of Christ as believers But what are we trying to do? We are trying to be more and more like Jesus. How do we become more and more like Jesus? Anybody? Anybody? How do we become more and more like Jesus? I hear a lot of 
good, good statements here. I think we become more like Jesus by spending time with him. And I heard a lot of people saying through the Bible, prayer, yeah. We spend time with him. We abide in him. And in fact, in John 15, he talks a lot about abiding. And Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain or abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Jesus says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no other than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Jesus, Jesus laid down his life. He wants us to lay down our lives. He wants us to show the love of the Father to each other. He wants us to be abiding in Him, to be remaining in His love. He wants us to grow in His love and become more like Jesus. So can we do that? Can we, can we because of God's love as believers, can we grow in His love, becoming more and more like Jesus? Yeah, it's easier said than done. But that's, that's one of our callings. That's one of the things that we're supposed to be about. We're supposed to be showing people Jesus. And Jesus is love. It says throughout the Bible, God is love. We sang about that. God is love. Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. But it says here that the, in our statement of faith that the church is called to love like Jesus in the way that we worship and how we minister, being, being a witness to others, showing mutual love and care and ordering in our common life. It sounds, like, it sounds like Jesus wants us throughout our life in every part of our life to be abiding in Him, experiencing His love, and giving it to others. That starts with the family of God, but it's for everyone. Now, if you're still in Ephesians, I want to encourage you just to turn to Ephesians 4 now. We were just in Ephesians 3. So Ephesians 4, if you're still there, you don't have much, much to do here. So in Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4, and we're going to look at, at verses 11 to 16. So again, this is Apostle Paul writing. And he, he's, talking, he's talking about the church. He's talking about how the church is to be showing love. Remember that was his prayer in the last chapter, that, we, that the church would be, would be strengthened in, with power through the Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That, that was his prayer. Now in, in chapter 4, verse 11, he says, So Christ himself gave the apostles the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge 
of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in the deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect to the to mature body of Him who is the head, that is, Christ. From Him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does the work. We are going to be the body of Christ is to become more like Jesus, to be showing people Jesus. And here in these verses, the, Paul is, is telling us as, as a body of Christ through the Ephesians, he's saying that he doesn't want us to be babies. He doesn't want us just to, any, anything that comes to us, we're like, oh yeah, that sounds good. He wants us to have the knowledge of what is true. He doesn't want us to be deceived. He wants it in every respect that we have a mature body that's, that's held together. And it grows and builds itself in, up in love. That the body of Christ is growing together but to, with Jesus. We're growing and becoming more like Him. The, the more that we are gathering together, the more that we are showing love to each other, the more that we are growing, the more that we're reading our Bible and praying and seeking Him and asking Him to lead us and to guide us, not just once a day or, or so. It's, but a heart of gratitude, a heart that's showing that we are doing whatever Jesus wants. We are going to be growing. We're going to be more and more like Jesus. And isn't that kind of the goal? Is that as Christians, we would be like Jesus, like Christ, little Christians, little Christ. I mean, that's where Christians come from, little Christ. We should be like Christ. But if we do that on our own, it's not going to work. We need to be dependent on Him. We need to be going to Him. We need to be abiding in Him and growing in His love. It says in 1 Corinthians, the famous love chapter, 13, it says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, and love never fails. Does that sound like the love that we share together? That's, that's hard, isn't it? <laughs> that's hard even, even in, in, your fa- in your homes, with your families, even with kids and grandkids. It's hard to share this kind of love. But this is the love that we are called to. The, the love, that our love is kind and it's patient. That whatever's happening, we're not seeking what we want, but we're seeking to show love 
and kindness to others. We're not keeping track of, of all the bad things or the wrong things that people have done to us. And we rejoice in the truth. And this love, it's always protecting and trusting. It's always putting our hope and it's preserving. This love doesn't fail because it's not what the world says love is that comes and goes. That's a feeling. Love is a choice that we choose when we trust Jesus. And He shows us His love. So we believe that because of God's love, believers participate in fellowship, experiencing the love of God's family, but we also grow in His love, becoming more and more like Jesus. It also says in this confession of faith that the church is the new society established and sustained by the Holy Spirit. The church, yes, we can, we can try a lot on our own, but we can't be, even if we try and try and try, if we're, it's only going to go so far. We need the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We need to be sustained by the Holy Spirit. That's why we need to be in the Bible and in prayer. Not just to check it off a list that I'm a, I did a good job today. No, we need to be seeking the Holy Spirit. That He leads us and guides us. It also says, in times of suffering, as well as tranquility, that the church depends on the Spirit's presence and power, rather than on the power of benev- or benevolence of government or for its preservation and mission. So that we are believing in the Holy Spirit's presence and power rather than what's happening around us. Whether we are in suffering, whether everything's going well, we are depending on the Holy Spirit to give us what we're supposed to do next. To give us wisdom. To to lead us. In Galatians 5, it talks about walking in the Spirit. and It it says in Galatians 5, 13, says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled on keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you, if you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk in the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit. Again, this is Paul writing to, now this is the Galatians, but we, the whole law, the whole Testament is fulfilled in this, this love your neighbor as yourself. And that love, again, it's not because I just have so much love that I can love my neighbor as myself. No, it's because I am abiding in Christ. You are abiding in Him. And the Spirit is giving you wisdom and knowledge to love your neighbor as yourself. This is inside the church and outside. So Paul says, walk in the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. And that's, that's what we're talking about today. That we believe, if we believe it about love, if we really are living like we believe it, then we need to walk in the Spirit. And when we walk in the Spirit, we choose to love all people. Not just the people that are nice to me. Not just the people that I like to talk to. Not just the people that are similar to me. 
or that I've known for a long time or that give me good stuff. We're, we're called to choose to love all people. It says in the confession that the church welcomes all people who join themselves to Christ to become part of the family of God. If someone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. They are coming to join the family of God. And even before they join the family of God, we are to bless and love others, all people, because that's going to show them that our love is different. It's not because it's, I just like to show kindness to people. It's, that may be true. But it's because of the love that's in me, the love of the Father, that we are abiding in His love and we're being led by the Spirit. We're walking in the Spirit and we're choosing to love all people. So are we living like we believe this? Do we believe that we are called to love all people and we need to be depending on the Holy Spirit, walking in His love? One evening, just, just before the great Broadway musical star, Mary Martin, was to go on stage, a note was handed to her. It was from Oscar Hammerstein, who at the moment was on his deathbed. And this short note simply said, Dear Mary, a bell is not a bell until you ring it. A song is not a song until you sing it. Love in your heart is not put there to stay. Love isn't love until you give it away. God gives His love to us. But our, the love that He gives is not supposed to just fill us and stay with us. It's supposed to flow out to others. That we're choosing to be His hands and feet to this world that is in need of His healing, His hope, His love and joy. So are we living like we believe this? That God is love. That we participate in fellowship with other believers and we're experiencing the love of God together. Are we doing that? That's, that's kind of the what that we have been brought into because of God's love. That we are in Christ and his family. And then the, the why is that we grow in his love, becoming more like Jesus. We grow and become more mature, more in the fullness of Christ. Not to puff ourselves up, but to benefit others. And to grow closer to each other and, and closer to the Lord. But how do we do this? We do this by walking in the Spirit, by opening our Bibles, by not just reading because we should probably read today. Although, if that's the only reason you read, that's not a bad reason, because it gets you into reading God's Word. But if that's your reason, let's, let's be asking the Holy Spirit to change your heart, to show you a love for the Scripture. That's what we're going to look at next week, by the way, Scripture. But that He would, he would show you the truth of Scripture and how it applies 
to you and how you can show love to all people. It's a big calling. But do we believe it? And are we living it? And if we aren't living it, which it's pretty hard to, to fully live that, if we aren't doing that, then let's go to the Lord. Let's ask the Lord to help us to live in a way that, that shows that we believe that He is love. To help, help us to live in a way that we grow in His love. We experience His love. And we don't just hang on to it, but we give it away. and We walk in the Spirit choosing to love all people. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love. That you loved us so much that even while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. And God, I thank you that you, you sent him to earth to show us how to live. To show us what it means to love you with everything. God, I pray as, as we experience your love that we would continue to grow in your love. And not just the knowledge of your love, but the, this, this personal ex- relationship with you. That we would experience your joy. That we would grow in your love. That we would become more and more like you, Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that you give us your spirit. That we can walk in humility and walk with your spirit. And Lord, please help us to say no to our flesh. Please help us to say no when we want to do things that are wrong. Give us your guidance. Give us your wisdom. Show us how we can walk in your spirit, trusting you and choosing to love all people. And that we would really, truly not just believe this, but we would live this out, showing love to all people. By your grace and truth, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.